Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, Season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, BTOsports.com, proud sponsors of uh, Pro Team in the Sports since 2006. They now have Matt, Matt Gerke and Andrew Short running there. If you use the code PULPAMEX, you'll save money. Whatever you need for your biker body, btosports.com has it. And uh, if you're international, just check, make sure the, uh, you check the pricing out because some of, some of the btosports.com competitors aren't always uh, giving you the price in the form of currency that you are buying. And uh, so, yeah, check that out. And also Fox uh, Racing, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear, continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Check out the full line of 2014 stuff. Instinct boot, V4 helmet, airspace goggle, 360 racewear, adult and youth uh, riders alike uh, sizes. And uh, for more information, check out foxhead.com. Fox Racing, official gear, Ryan Dungey, Ken Roxon, and many, many other guys. All right, this is the Racer X Oakland Supercross wrap-up. Race number four is in the books. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line, a couple of Jasons. Uh, the Jason Thomas. Yes, sir. And the... Jason Wygant. Yeah. All right, Oakland. Um, Oakland. I guess, and it's easy to say, um, looking back on it, Weege, maybe this one was over before it began with traction and some ruts and RV being the fastest in both practices. Uh, I think the last point is the one that's really critical because it is funny. I mentioned this on your um, whatever the heck – Show. I don't know. You call me on Thursday every afternoon for some reason. I don't know if it's a show or if we're just chatting. <laughs> or we're just chatting, right? Yeah, you're not really You sure bring that. some other people in, some of your buddies on the phone. I don't know what the deal is. But um, Villapoto, uh, yeah, we'll say that, you know, the ruts, the tacky dirt's better. You know, when they go to the east, tracks are more like that. They suit his style better. But I've also noticed that James Stewart, Chad Breed, uh, Justin Barsha, uh, Ryan Dungey, uh, pretty much everyone else also says, that, that terrain's better for them as well. Um, maybe it does. You can point to the record. Filippoto seems to be more dominant in the second half of the year every year than he is in the first. So maybe you can point to that record. But I think every single rider would say, this dirt, that's what I like. I can't wait to get out of California. This dirt's so much better. NorCal, whatever. Um, so I'll call a neutral on the dirt, but there's no doubt after practice and the heat race and all that that uh, things look to be back in order. He's number one and showing why. Well, the reason I say that not necessarily the pra- – you're, you're more leading on the practice side, and I understand that. But, like, last week in Anaheim, Kenny Roxon fastest in, in both practices, and, you know, he didn't really get a sniff of, of the win. I guess he got a sniff. But, um, you know what I mean? So uh, not necessarily practice times mean anything, but I think with RV being on his game, 
with him rounding the first turn in a good starting position, and uh, and then the dirt, it was all over. Um, JT, yeah, I agree. Yeah. The dirt thing is that you're going to hear everybody say the same. So I don't, I don't know how much. Just wait. Just wait until we get to Daytona, and everybody's like, finally, we're going east. We're going to have Indy and Daytona and St. Louis and Toronto and all these. Everyone's going to say the same thing. So, no, but, yeah, I think it was more Villapoto's night in general. Well, no, everybody's going to say the same thing, but they don't. That doesn't mean that they ride it like Villapoto does. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to call attention to the fact that everyone says they will get better on that dirt. Well, everyone can't get better. Some it's got to help somebody <laughs> more than the others. Right. But they will I mean, all say it. Zach Bell finally got a whole shot in his pro debut. Yeah, the only rider ever, 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 I remember Ivan Tedesco actually said back in the day, I do better on the hard-packed dirt in California. I couldn't believe my ears. <laughs> Shocked. Um, yes. Uh, JT, uh, Reed, got, Reed pulled up some seconds on uh, Villapoto at one point, and even James at the end, uh, he's busting out the quad and pulling close, but... Man, Villapoto, he wasn't do, jumping that quad. And, and, and Did you ever get a sense he was in trouble? I didn't, but did you? Um, Not really. When Chad did the quad the second time, mm-hmm. and he did it pretty clean, uh, he pulled up quite a bit onto RV. And then I was like, okay, well, if he has this down and RV doesn't do it, we've got a race here. Um, but Chad, you know, I... I uh, went to San Francisco last night with them, and we talked about it, obviously, quite a bit. And he just didn't feel comfortable. Um, you know, he said he did it, and it just was one of those things where the consequences were really high, which is why I'm sure, our, you know, Ryan didn't do it as well. Uh, and he just didn't feel, you know, just didn't feel good doing it every lap. So uh, James and Dungey both started nailing it, and you could, you could just see how much faster it was. But I do feel like if James had been closer or if Chad had, you know, continued to do it, they could have uh, they could have got to Villapoto, but you know, all things being equal, without doing the jump, Ryan was just faster than everyone everywhere else. Well, I'll let you in a little secret. I talked to Villapoto after the race, not worried at all about that quad. Didn't need to do it. Shockingly, yeah, shockingly, won the race. Didn't need to do it. So, but yeah, I I mean, I do think it's pretty impressive when the only guy that didn't do it is the guy that won the race. Yeah. Didn't do it one time and still won the race yeah. easily. You know that's that's pretty impressive. Do we just we do we just put quad god on the back of Will Hans pants now? Yeah, yeah. Quad actually became a compliment. Yeah, can yeah, believe it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. which made you happy. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was very happy. I've never seen so much respect for the term quad. And this was a strange one. I'm sure we're going to talk about this quad quite a bit, uh, like everybody else did, especially those on the TV show. But. Remember, like way back, like I think it was three or four years ago at Anaheim, Stewart was jumping some crazy quad and he won. But then we all looked at the segment times and said, "Wait a minute, he was faster in the two segments of the track that didn't have the quad. The quad wasn't actually faster or something." Uh, sometimes those huge jumps don't work out, but this one, it was unbelievable the difference. <laughs> like you could just, there was nothing good about that rhythm section when you, like you didn't quad it. Everyone was clipping or casing, or it was like quadding was hard and not quadding. Seemed not awesome either. Well, not quad, not quadding was way too easy. The guys were probably barely fl- blipping the throttle to get. Yeah, yeah. The jumps over. were like it was like uh, in the long jump when they say they like chopped their steps, like they couldn't quite yeah. go full stride. It was the perfect combination either way of not being good. I got, I gotta so, say, I got. Yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. So I'm just saying, like jumping it in this case was a massive difference. Sometimes doing a quad somewhere doesn't really add up, but this one really did. I got to give credit where credit is due. So. Uh, track walk, 
I'm in that section, and Will Hahn walks up, Zach Osborne walks up, um, and I'm saying, okay, guys, what are we doing here? Shorty's there. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to triple on, you're going to go off, and you're going to go, you're going to go triple on again, on, off, single. And those guys are like, are you seeing that second off? It's way too tall. Everyone's saying, you're an idiot, Mathis. And I'm like, listen, that's what you're going to have to do. That's the line. And they're calling me names. So, smash cut five minutes later, here comes the 800. Well known for his Supercross expertise. Oh, yeah. The 800 comes up, and we're like, hey, Mikey, so off here, off the second one. And Mike's like, I think they're quad it. And everybody's like, whoa! The 800 said it, na- nailed it, said it. And, and by the way, I don't know if I was right or not, but Brayton did jump off it in practice. It didn't look very smooth, and he struggled and never did it again. But my point was made. Guys were going to do it. A guy was going to do it, actually. So, uh, uh, how about that, JT? What about the part where you said that's what you're going to have to do? Yeah, I, I may or may not have said that. Um, <laughs> JT, what about that? The 800 calling the quad. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, <clears throat> everyone I'm sure that walked through there uh, considered that possibility. Um, well, when you we'll- look at tracks, you basically look at every every possible way you could do it, whether it's conceivable or not. Hold on. The word quad never came out of Will Hahn, Zach Osborne, or Andrew Short's mouth. I said, think about it. I didn't say they verbalized it. I just said, there's no way they didn't look at it and think, huh, I wonder if I could go four here. And then they're like, "Eh, I don't think I can make it. I mean, that thought was in everyone's head that walked down that straightaway. I promise you. But just like stepping off that tabletop, they didn't think that would be the race line. So that's what they were making fun of you of. And it really wasn't the race line for more than two people. Yeah. I mean, Will really didn't do it much in the main event. Dungey and Stewart were really the only ones that had it consistently. Yeah. Yeah, Will couldn't really do it. Uh, he was in traffic a lot, and, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't practice, I guess. I don't know if you guys heard that or not, but he didn't practice. And, yep. And then uh, I don't know if he did it in the heat race or not. but The last lap of the semi. Or no, the last lap of the heat. He did it, yeah. Yes, he did it, yeah. Um, where are we at, Weege, with uh, with uh, Jay Stu in his ride? Man, I'm uh, I'm fearing we have a long way to go, but I'm fearing that the difference might actually uh, be there. There might actually be a difference. He's been very consistent in these main events, uh, and it appears he is taking what he can get, uh, which is weird to see. So that would qualify as different. Mm. But we got a long way to go. Mm. Mm. Well, All I need is my, maybe two crashes out of uh, whatever we have left, 13 races. Yeah. And then I can claim nothing was different. So I still like my odds. He rode well, though, JT. Uh, yeah, he rode really well. Past Brayton, um, past Roxon, past uh, Chad Reed. Yeah, he was strong. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, that, that jump is it's, it's really not fair to say because he did it, executed it perfectly every time. But it was one of those jumps where you're just like, man, that's the kind of jump where things are going to go go wrong for him you know if they are going to go wrong that's a that's a spot where he's doing something that most people don't want to do mm-hmm. and to his credit he nailed it so well actually we were watching the after the race we were watching the the broadcast and it was uh pretty impressive how just how clean he had it like there was no doubt you know he was fully committed to it and it didn't look easy but he had it you know pretty much perfect i'll tell you what he won the heat and uh but not without some close calls. Did you guys catch some of those? 
like he almost bit it in the whoops, came around the triple and like almost went off the side of the track and then back in. Yeah, kicked it. Oh, Jesus. Like he, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you know, he made, made some mistakes early on in the heat race. Look different, for sure. Well, we, we says I could be right. We said I could be right. Main events have been clean. I, I it looks like he's actually taking what he can get. Darn it! And I'm he one. Races. It's been reversed, by the way. Here's the difference: he has not been really good in the heats. He's been better in the main events, which is that's definitely different for James Stewart. Yeah, bro, it's just a different guy this year. Remember yeah, Anaheim one? Barsha just beat him straight up. And this, yeah, you said he made some mistakes. I mean, Roxon ate him up in that heat race. He did. He, yeah, he caught him. And I'm like, so on the TV show I'm watching, and they're just blowing up Stewart's opportunities to win. And I'm like, why are, they, why are they going nuts on Stewart? It was not that impressive a heat race win. Like, he's been way better than that before. Yeah. But look at him turning around in the main. I haven't watched the, the, the broadcast yet. How's MC? Oh, MC was good. Yeah? Yeah, I was, I was impressed. He's the king, bro. Um, yeah. Um, so, second in the points now for Reed and uh, a third place. I talked to him after the race, as I'm sure you did, JT. And I... Um, he, yeah, he's happy with it. He took it, and uh, you know, a little bit disappointed, but Stu beat him. But uh, again, like uh, another third place and another podium, so you know that now makes it three on the year in four races. Yeah, he seemed all right. Um, I think he knew that he had an opportunity to get away, but uh, he, you know, he didn't jump that jump because he chose not to. You know, it was just one of those things where. I think he's a little frustrated with himself because he didn't pull the trigger consistently, and he felt like he could have made a run at Villapoto and, and stayed ahead of Stewart if he had. But uh, I think to be disappointed a little bit and still get a third is, is all right. I mean, this is, you know, he's second in points and uh, could, you know, could obviously be a lot worse, and he's showing that he's capable of running up there week in and week out. So that was kind of the goal, and... You know, this is kind of what he's done his whole career. When the wins come to him, they come, and when when they don't, then he's on the podium and stays right in the points race. So, uh, you know, flat, if we you know jump back five years, this is pretty much the pro quo for Chad. Uh, Brayton was uh, running well, Weege, and then kind of got passed, and then like really weird, dropped back to like six, got eaten up. Uh, eventually, he got Roxon back for fifth, but kind of an off night for Brayton, and a little weird where. Like the one pass by Stu sort of rattled them a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I can ask you guys. Obviously, you get to see the whole track. I didn't go, uh, full disclosure. I was only watching on TV. But it seemed to me that the track, can I, first, can I start with, it looked like the track was much more technical as far as steep jump faces and rhythm sections and all that than the other tracks this year. Is that, was that accurate? I don't know. What do you think, JT? No? Uh, I thought it was. It was technical, but just because it was uh, it was kind of unique, a lot of sections were unique. I thought when it got really technical was how rough and rutted it got. That made it extremely technical. Uh, when the, when the track was perfect, like in the heat race, I didn't think it was too terrible, like as far as difficulty. Um, but as it deteriorated, that you know obviously raised the level of difficulty. What it seemed to me looking at it was that with the tracks being a little bit easier, like the one last week. Uh, compared to this, it seemed to me like this one was a little more nasty, especially in the main event. Whereas last week it was like you could just race the other guys, you could just hook onto their pace, they could all follow each other and do the same thing. And here seemed to be more one of those you're just racing the track yourself. Like 
you're just trying to be clean, you're just trying not to make mistakes, and guys would have a few good laps, and they would blow it, then they'd be back for a few laps, and then they'd blow. Like, it seemed like everyone had different runs at different points in the race, and I thought that might have been because the track was hard for everyone to be clean every lap, because it did seem like that with Brayton. Started out good, then had some bad ones, Kenny catches him, then he actually gets Roxon back, which, like, mm-hmm. you don't see that type of thing happen very often. Yeah, I thought the track was challenging for sure. So I think that was the deal. Like Brayton, it was probably like, I guess if you ask him, he'd probably say that maybe out of the 20 laps, he had like seven good ones or 10 right. good ones, something like that. What about the whoops, weird. JT? Uh, how do you feel about like going to town on the whoops uh, for the third practice and then uh, again for the night show? Um, they were tough in I saw, practice. Like, yeah, I saw a picture of them in practice, and they looked ridiculous uh, from the first time practice. So, uh you know, I'm okay with it. It's pretty standard procedure that they roll them back in for the night show. They've done it for years now. Um, the only question I have is, you know, when they do that, they they speed them up quite a bit. So if you do have a crash, it's typically really bad because you're, you know, going 10 miles an hour faster at least. So I don't know. You know, I wasn't a big fan of when they, when they left them. I would rather them roll them in just because I wasn't that good in them. Uh, but I, I do think that, some of the guys that are really good in whoops maybe would like them to stay, stay tougher than just, you know, kind of turning into a speedway section through there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was talking to Albertson um, after practice, and he was like, man, honestly, he's like, Mathis, they, they were dangerous. They were dangerous. Um, he's like, I'm glad that they, they did that. And, and he's like, I know, the fat guy, I know the fast guys can get through them and whatever, but he's like, man, you don't want people hurt. And, I mean, Jimmy Albertson's a main event rider. He's a, he's a fantastic rider, and I was very surprised to hear that from him. And then I talked to Chad after the race, and Chad's like, you know, truthfully, I would have been good for him through them because, you know, I'm good at whoops. And, but they probably were a little bit dangerous. I was – there's a couple of guys that I, did, I expected Albertson to be like, yeah, they're fine, and Chad to be like, these mother effers, I tried to get JT to stand in them, and he wouldn't do it, and – and, uh, you know, I, I've been so fast through these, and I hate when they do that. But both guys' responses to the whoop surprised me. And so, therefore, I'm just going to go with them. I'm going to go with them because they race. Well, Chad, Chad told me. Uh, oh, man. Go ahead, JT. I was going to just add that, you know, driving last night, Chad kind of said, I think in the grand scheme of trying to win a race, it would have benefited me to not knock them down like they did. But I, I, you know, I think he was also a little bit relieved because he was, you know, it wouldn't have been fun. You know, if, if the only goal was to win the race and you didn't care if you got hurt or crashed or anything, then I think he would have, you know, rather leave them. But, you know, some small part of you has to be like, oh, okay, that's a lot safer. And, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's, everybody's going to get through these, but at least I don't feel like I'm going to crash every lap now. Ch- Chad mentioned to me, uh, you know, if there was a riders union and I expected the, the, the floor, a trap door to open up underneath him. And there he goes, like into the pit. But uh, he said, "This this is an example where if this were, there was a riders' union, we would we would go to them and say, knock these things down.' So, you know. Anyways, Weege. Stuart, uh, what he hasn't liked about the whoops this year is not that they're big or small. He said, you know, huge whoops, the guys like him can handle it. He said he doesn't like how steep the whoops have been, which I would guess means that there's less. Um, yeah, I guess the faces are steeper, and I would probably mean there's also less." dirt on the top, I would guess, also if you make them steeper. So he said he was very happy because he said after practice he went to them and said, like, you've got to stop making these things so steep. You can make them as deep as you want. That's fine. But stop making them so steep. And he feels like when they roll it in, they finally made them less steep 
and he thought it was a lot better, but he had the same comment. He's like, you're going to get people hurt. So I don't know what the difference is between steep whoops or whatever, but uh, that's what he said. Hmm, I'd love to like go back to like 91. Hey, Stanton, look at these whoops. You think, you think people are going to get hurt in these things? What do you think? And six times just you know, spitting out some chew and being like, leave them. <laughs> leave them, you know. What's going on with our racers today where our top guys are saying, eh, guys like Albertson could get hurt. What happened to that one? Yeah, is MC in 2000 worried about Shane King? No. He's happy. He's going across those things in fourth like no one's business. I don't know. What's happening? Somebody needs to build a monument, bronze those 2000 Anaheim whoops. Oh, they, they, Are they the biggest whoops ever? I mean, they they definitely stick out of my mind as, yeah, one of the biggest ever. I mean, honestly, I was at KTM. Now, Shane King, not a great supercross rider. We can all agree okay. on that. Okay. He, How about the 550 KTM? Was that a good supercross bike? I don't think it was ideal for the stadiums, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Shane King couldn't ride through them, honestly. His feet were out. We're like, this is the world champion. And come on, Shane, Kinger, Kinger, don't do this. Everyone's watching. And, and, you know, they were that bad. JT, you were a Husky. No, you were on Yamaha then, weren't you? Yeah, I was in Yamaha. Yeah. They I had were... my, my share of battles with the Kinger. Yeah. They were they were gnarly. 2000. Uh, yeah, and I actually didn't go to that race. Um, mm. But, yeah. You're talking about Anaheim, yes? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I wasn't there yet, but I was M- in Germany. So. MC comes out first lap. Just of, kills him first lap. First lap, number one. Yeah. Just bird, You may as well just give him the trophy and send, send him home. Seriously, just here you go. <laughs> Here's the plaque. Here's the champagne. Just go home you right win. now. Yeah, go home right now. We'll have the second place guy stand on the box because it was over. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. Okay. Uh, where were we? Uh, Roxon had an off night a little bit. I don't know what the deal was. Just kind of what, yeah, one of those deals. I thought he was good. I mean, I, you know, he didn't get a good start, but I thought he, other than that, he was good. Uh, he was, you know, top like two in practice, both practices or whatever. Uh, yeah, he didn't seem to he be able. To, he didn't seem to be able to make up any time on anybody. You know, if anything, well, I, I mean, further back I don't, at the end. Yeah, I don't really think that many people could. I don't know what happened to him at the end, but he finally got around Brayton um, there in the middle, and I, I feel like he. Could have kind of stayed on the pace, but Dungey and Stewart started doing the quad, and he didn't, mm-hmm. and that yeah. made the difference. But I think he was on the pace of those two without that. Yeah. Uh, and then I have no idea what happened at the end because Brayton got back around him and Roxon was quite a ways back. Yeah. So yeah. Something obviously happened at the end. Um, and Brayton, dude, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, you can't stop him. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Powerless. Um, Barsha, Weege, Barsha. Oh, boy. Oh, Barsha. Barsha, Barsha, Barsha. Um, it's not good right now. It's not good. Um, now it's even worse because he's added another another bad thing to the pile, which was like this time he actually had some starts and actually had a chance to race with those guys, and, he, and it he, still went badly. He got by Will uh, in, in, in a Supercross stuff pass. I don't think there's anything that wrong with it. Got by Will, looked good. Yeah, moving forward, ate crap. So not not yeah. good for Justin Barsha right now. And, uh, I mean, JT, like, what do you think? Like, will he get better? I have no idea. I'm so confused. No clue what he's doing. Some people were saying that he's going to challenge RV this year. Do you remember that? I feel like that it really does ring a bell. 
People yeah. were saying that. A lot of people. Like there was this huge bandwagon. I'm on there. Someone was loading it up. I'm looking around right now, and there isn't very many people on there anymore. It's pretty empty. Lots of seating, you know. So, uh, it's not mm-hmm. good. Not good at all. Um, I feel like I had something important to say about. Can you get some answers on that? What? Do some investigative journalism. The Honda? No, what's going on with Barsha? Yeah, no, I, I, I talked to the Honda guys. They're, I mean, I talked to him before, you know, again, actually, I, I met Dan Bentley in Starbucks. Zach Osborne bought me Starbucks, and then Dan was behind us in line. And we talked again, and yeah, there's no, everything's good. <laughs> I mean, as far as, like, he's not blaming the bike, and they're working hard, and they're happy with the improvements in the bike, and Barsha's been riding good during the week, and... You know, but it's not working out right now. So, mm. I mean, can, okay, seems a bit suspect. Okay, your 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 answers seem a bit suspect. Why? What do you lie. mean? I mean, I just that's not very good info. Okay, sorry. All I can do is I talk to team manager Honda, and we, I mean, we have a good relationship, and we talked with Justin Barsha. And sorry, bro. Well, why, why don't you tell us again I about need, how you? I need some real answers, not team manager speak. Okay, you know, well, I need you to really dig into this case. Jesus. The people want to know. They really do. Well, I'm sorry I'm not driving uh, Barsha back to the airport on Saturday nights. I apologize. <laughs> I'll ask Justin if he'll if I can drive him anywhere. I'll be like driving Miss Daisy. Justin, but call six time. Do something. Say six I, time. We got we got to get to the bottom of this. I already know what six time would say. Weege, what would six time say? Uh, you got to unzip your pants, put your balls on the handlebars, and f and go for it, or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Something. Yeah. Where six time breaks everything. Not rocket down. science. You need to beat their ass and win races. Yeah. Something like that. Six time breaks everything down to the very basic levels. <laughs> very basic stuff. And strength, boy strength. Yeah, he's not. Like a, Stanton's not an overthinker at all. <laughs> no, not many layers. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I, I think he would look at some of these trainers and man friends and doctors and be like, "You guys are losers." He's just not fast enough. Your guy, <laughs> you're, yeah, loser. Whatever. Your guy isn't fast enough. He sucks. That's what Stan would think. You know. I, I said that to myself in the mirror a lot. <laughs> Stan would be like, "I don't care how much you work on your guy. He's terrible." That's what Stan would say. Um, but we're, we're only able to get real answers um, for a short time because if this continues for three or four more weeks. Then you're going to see fingers pointed in every direction, and you won't be able to tell well, what's real and what's made. I mean, you're going to hear chicks that he probably never met being blamed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Parents being blamed, man friends being blamed, contract being blamed. Like, look out. It's going to get cloudy real you're, soon. You're, he's also got the silly season stuff going on. You know, he's talking to teams and rides and, and all that. Um, so let's just, let's just put this out there then about Barsha. JT, like – do you think okay before the season started? I'm sure you had him down for two or three wins. Yes. Does he win any? I mean, is it that bad I'm, in your eyes? Like, I'm certainly not willing to go with two or three anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he can win. I think he for sure can win one. Um, it's just it's weird. I, I just don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what I'm watching out there. Doesn't look like Barsha to me. He's and and like we were talking about, it's like his aggression level. It's like he he can't go fast, so he's just like I'm just going to kill everyone. 
Mm-hmm. And then whoever's left, no. then I'll just have to worry about beating them. If I can knock everybody down, then there won't be many people left to beat. Weege, do you see him winning? Yeah, I still could see him winning one just in the same type of circumstance like Seattle last year. Like, I could see him, you know, just pulling a start and then things just working out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's beyond comprehension at this point. But the type of overall week in and week out being in there that we expected, that clearly is out the window. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. – not good. Um, but yeah. I think we skipped Dunge, by the way, here. What? We skipped Dunge, no, by the way. No, that's what – when I said I had something important to say, it was about Dunge. Damn it, thanks. Oh. Thank you. Oh, oh okay. Um, I, okay, we didn't see angry Dunge, but we saw another ornery Dunge. Uh, jumping that quad, come on. Who You know, who thought that he would air that thing out? He, he did slam some dudes around. He moved forward. Another a good ride by Dungey. I agree. I agree. The jump was again more, ag- if not angry, it was aggro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, JT? I thought he rode great. Um, I think it was just a. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, well, I shouldn't say that either because he. I think he was noticeably slower on uh, sections of the track than Chad. The whoops, um, that kind of wheel tap dragon section. Mm-hmm. Um. So the quad would kind of make make it up every lap. Like Chad would pull away, yeah. And then Dungey would quad and land right back there. So that was the frustrating part for me because I was cheering for Chad, and I felt like he could have beaten James, and he certainly could have pulled away from Ryan if he had done the quad every lap. And then it was just bringing Dungey right back into the race every time. When you said certainly uh, pulled away from Ryan for a minute, I thought you were talking about Villapoto, and I wanted to no, hang no, Dungey. Right, I want to hang up on you. Um. <laughs> You know what's really brutal, Weege, is when guys cheer for riders. Like like JT just admittedly. I don't. I don't. How he just went straight up. I know. Them. I was shocked. I'm cheering. That's so lame, cheering. dude. So lame. You can't do that. <laughs> Nobody likes when you I'm just not cheer physically for one cheering guy. for them. All right. Have you ever heard me in the press box physically cheer for a rider? You know, there's this like guy named. Verbally there's this guy named anything. Kevin Barnett. He does some stuff <laughs> with Feld. He's waiting. He's in the wings for that third, this third chair. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Kelly's waiting, too. <laughs> a lot of Kevins. They're all waiting. Ping. Ping? Ping. Oh, oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. Do you know how bad? Ping's chair at one point. Do you know how bad JT would have to screw up for us to get Ping on here? <laughs> we, Ping. We just cold call Ping one week. Ping, how's Millsaps? Good. <laughs> He's looking solid for Hangtown. <laughs> Is Sealy mopping the floor with everyone? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Dunge was good. There's no, there's no doubt. Um, looked much better. And, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I, with that quad, you make that race a couple more, more laps and, and Chad might have had a problem. Um, You're saying right now is these do yeah. – with the amount of guys there are, I don't even want to use the term. I, I, I shudder to even say deep field just been killed so much. But, you know, Rocks and Dungy, whatever in this situation, these guys are so close. I mean, what are you going to do? It's like when Roxy gets in the sixth or seventh, you're like, well, what do you expect him to do? Blow past each one of these guys and get second? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just the way it's going to be these at least the next couple of weeks when everybody's still in the game. Han's been good too, JT. I mean, I know we talked about the quad and everything, but overall in the season, you know, he's been good. He's been solid. I felt like he's been okay. I felt like he was really good this weekend. 
if that's that makes sense. Um, if I had to grade him, if I was his teacher and I had to grade him on a season, I would have given him a B minus before last night. And last night I felt like he was right. I felt like he was a different guy out there all day, all night, practice, racing, main event, everything. He was a totally different guy. And JT, you said that. Did you see the Tedesco get short? No, I didn't. I just saw. I oh. saw Andrew picking his bike up, and then the guy next to me said, "Oh yeah, he took him out. No problem." Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I talked to Ivan after the race. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, he's been thinking about a one on his mind. The opportunity was there. He got him back. And now it. And now yeah, and I, I really <laughs> expected that to explode whenever Short passed him back, and it didn't. Which I'm sure that really had to piss Ivan off as well. Did you um, did you hear anything back at the truck? And you, I mean, do you think this? So Ivan says to me. We'll see if he comes back at me or if this is done. We'll see what happens. Sort of like frontier justice, right, in Ivan's eyes. Um, what do you think? Does it continue or do you think it's done? I don't know. I, I think uh, I have a feeling that if Andrew gets the opportunity, he's going to take it. But <laughs> there I feel we go like again. Andrew would have taken it without that happening. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know if it changed anything because I think Andrew is going to do what Andrew does regardless. Right, right. So... I, I can guarantee you, though, that Ivan had to be pissed off. There's no worse feeling than taking someone out, knocking them down, and them catching you and passing you still. That's not a good feeling. <laughs> right, right, right. How would you rank Ivan's return to Supercross if you gave Will Hahn a B-? minus? Teacher, teacher, uh, teacher Jason. I would say somewhere along that line of B. I, it just depends. It, it's all about managing and managing your expectations. I feel like that, you know, I use that kind of phrase a lot, but there, I'm sure there were people that thought he was going to come out and be a force, and then I'm sure there were, you know, more realistic people that were like, well, he's been out a year. Um, he wasn't really doing, you know, he wasn't winning races or even really in that podium conversation when he mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. So what are you we really expecting from him, you know? So he's close to that top ten. He hasn't really been in there yet, but... I think it's been all right. You know, he's gotten better every week, and that's, that's the positive side. But, you know, I, it's all about what he thinks he should be doing and how, how well he thinks he should be doing. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Weege? First, uh, did you guys see the Instagram that Tedesco put out on, like, Thursday? <laughs> he put out a... Oh, yeah. Did you see that one? Oh, Throwback yeah. Thursday, and it said, here's me and my buddy hanging out at the U.S. Open, and it was him and Shorty on the ground, but Shorty on the inside, so clearly he was the one doing the taking out. <laughs> Yeah, and it was especially good because they were both factory on teammates at the time. Yeah, Ivan's standing on his bike, picking his bike. Yeah, up. Wow. yeah, it was awesome. Um, it's weird. It's like an insult and a compliment at the same time. I think riding wise, he's done well. I think he's done good. I would give him a good grade for that. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd say like a B or a B plus or something. The guy didn't race for a whole year, and not only that, it wasn't like the years before that he was killing it. Like half the time he was getting hurt, it, they were. Three or last three or four years have been pretty ugly. There's been a few moments here and there where he had some speed or whatever, but they've been rough years, and then he missed the whole year, and then this was a late start. Uh, he told me after Phoenix that he was kind of leading on, that he was more prepared than he was, but he really didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I tested for KTM for one week. It wasn't like I was pounding laps for three months. So I think based on that, he's riding good. But, but like, like, why wouldn't Ivan say that? Why do, why do they these guys puff out their chest and and like, why wouldn't what, 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 like we had Ivan on the Pulp Show and we asked him about it? Why wouldn't Ivan just be like, yeah, I don't know, man. I've been there a week. They picked. They said they want to race. Like, I, 
you know, instead he was, uh, you know, again. It's just one of the great conundrums, isn't it? Right. Just, why riders do this? I don't know. It's, it's, Only after the second race did he finally admit, okay, I got to admit, I really wasn't ready. Right. I lied. Look, there's out there in the world, there's Ivan Tedesco fans. And they want this comeback to happen more than ever. And, and they're wondering, what is going on with their hero? Literally, what is going on with their hero? And, you know, he's, on, he's doing interviews saying about how he's, he's back and this and that. And now he's like, yeah, I'll be honest. I just wrote a week. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's even a team thing. You know, he's trying to make the team and sponsors feel like the good decisions are made. Well, whatever. I, like I said, I think the riding, considering all that, has actually been good. But if it's not meeting his expectations, apparently it's not then I think that's an insult because what is the guy expecting to get? Like, I guess a racer is always a racer, and there's pride at stake. But to me, it would be ridiculous for him to think, no, I should be getting eighth every weekend. Like, that's, that's a completely unrealistic expectation in my mind. He hasn't even raced whoever gets eighth, uh, well, in this case, short. Like, yeah. it's just not realistic. So I don't know if I'm saying good or bad. Good to the riding, bad to the expectations. It could be worse. He should be happy where he is. I think he's doing well considering. It could be worse, JT. Uh, they could be a member of Team RCH. <laughs> yeah, I think that that situation was pretty bad last year. So, uh, But I mean on, on Saturday night. Yeah, and I'm hoping it doesn't go down that same path is what I'm getting to. Oh, Because yeah. everything's in line for it, too. Is, you know, same situation's playing out again. Just back and forth. Yeah, Hill's, Hill's got a broken collarbone, um, and uh, Tickle's got a bum wrist, and he's still battling some rib injuries. So, yeah, neither guy made the main event, and uh, woo, that's ugly when you show up with a team like that and everything else. And, I mean, it's just injuries, right, JT? It happens, but it sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's anybody's fault or anybody could do anything differently, but it's definitely unfortunate. Wee, should you like not going to Oakland? It was uh... – Quite enjoyable, actually. Really? Yeah. Did you yeah, watch? That. Did you watch the huh? Jim Holly Kevin Barnett show? No, no. I was on. Uh, I was on dad duty all weekend, but luckily West Coast time. Everybody's asleep by the time the race came on. Oh, okay. So I was right. watching Twitter and, and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not even. I mean, I, you'd have to be some kind of super fan to watch three hours of practice on Saturday afternoon. I'm just saying. Well, you never know what Holly's going to do on that thing either, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's maybe he did it on purpose to spike the ratings. I mean, there's so little you're going to get out of watching practice on a video, I think, for three hours in the afternoon. So little that's going to be relevant. Right. Um, I mean, what are you going to find out that everyone was in, what were they, within seven-tenths of a second anyway? Like, yeah. what are you going to learn from that? Right. So, uh, but I, I really, I'm, I'm just pumped that, um, I mean, what, we had you two guys there, and then Jordan and Aaron, and crew came through pretty well. So we had good coverage. Maybe I'll just skip the rest of them. We went over the Twitter limit. That was no good. But I don't feel like I was tweeting excessively at all. No. So I just no. think other people were using the RacerX Twitter. Yeah, but there wasn't many of them. There was maybe a half dozen. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Maybe at night, but true. What is that, a 24-hour period? I don't know. Like, I don't ever really go over the Pulp MX one anymore. You know, and I didn't yeah. feel like I was tweeting more than I would at Pulp MX or whatever, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, throwing an Instagram and connecting it to Twitter in the afternoon, maybe – Maybe that happened. Maybe that, that adds up. That's maybe there what were it 20 is. extras that didn't. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But it's pretty fun to watch for sure. Watch, the race is live is awesome. Um, following everybody on Twitter and, and getting everybody's opinion on things is awesome. But uh, as we've always said, it's not the same as being there. It's absolutely not. No, no. I can't explain even what the difference is because a lot of times, you know, on TV you can see stuff better than you can sitting in the press box. But it's still, 
not the same. So you you assigned me Saturday Night Live, right? To write. And, yes. And uh, I heard. Oh, oh, you heard this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Tell me. So I'm like, I'm like, I know I've done them before, but I, I, I don't read them um, on the site. So I'm Dude, sitting. The Nationals did a good job. Yeah. Thank you. It's a natural talent I have. But I, I, I kind of like was lost a little bit on what it was. So I'm like, what is Saturday Night Live? Like, what kind of stuff are you looking for? And uh, the trans world guy, Michael Antonovich, starts telling me what to write for Racer X's Saturday Night Live report. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. Yeah, and you do this. It's kind of like a recap, but it's like tidbit stuff and behind the scenes. And I'm like, like observations? He's like, yeah, a little bit, but, you know, a little different. And I'm like, okay. And so, yeah, thank you to trans world. Michael Antonovich, yeah. guiding, guiding me through the Racer X column I was about to write. So Saturday Night Live, the column the competitors read. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. The way I frame those two up is, now that we have live television, I figure the race report is if you did not watch it on TV and you want to know what happened. And then Saturday Night Live is if you watch it on TV and then you're starved for information. You're like, okay, I want to know more. I want to know more. So this is like you already know who won. How did it go? Yeah. So if you came back to the office on Monday and it was like, how was the race? That's kind of the way you would describe it. You wouldn't say, well, on this lap, this happened. You would say, dude, Dungey, he only got fourth, but he was balls out. He was doing that quad. No, no way, really, yeah. Not what you'd expect from Dungey, but he did it. Wow, that's cool. It's that kind of stuff. You know what else kind of I mean, stuff it is? Stuff that. that you can get at BTOsports.com. That's right, BTOsports.com. Use the code PULPAMEX to save yourself money. Uh, they got OEM parts now. Anything you want uh, from your head to toe, they'll, they'll have you covered. Hard parts for your motorcycle. I just ordered some parts for my 1990 KX250, and uh, it's fantastic. Great service from BTOsports.com. And, uh, you know, JT, uh, you're familiar with those guys and how awesome they are. I am, yeah. And uh, you know what else they have at BTOsports.com is uh, Fox Racing. That's right. 360 Racewear, V4 Helmet, Airspace Goggle, Instinct Boot, Foxhead.com. Uh, proud sponsors of this podcast. And uh, also, hey, when you listen to the Race Tech commercial, you can use the code PubMex to save money at Race Tech. So if you need suspension issues, anything like that, BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Race Tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Race Tech Suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thie, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Race Tech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. I'm trying this new thing this year, you guys, host read commercials. I'm getting feedback from our partners, and they want the host to read these things. So I'm just, in case you're wondering. You're a, you're a real Mike Greenberg there. I don't know what that is. 
but thank you. Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike. You know, they, oh, oh, Mike and Mike, yeah. Yep. All they do is just, like, every commercial is just them. Like, what do they stay for an hour after every show to read these horrible scripts? Oh, okay. Um, all right. It's a bad thing. I mean, they're quite successful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm I think you. I think Weege kind of is Mike Greenberg. A little bit. I really do. Someone yeah, told me. Someone, sadly, I'm not a fan. So what does that mean? I'm not a fan of myself. I don't know. Someone told they me this weekend that they need. Seriously. Someone they take told, it seriously. Someone told me this weekend they need to get Weege in the booth with Ralph. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, I've heard I just, that a lot. I just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get into the whole analyst, play-by-play, yeah, color guy, you know. Yeah, I've heard get, a lot. Yeah. I don't want to get into Ralph that. But, a yeah. lot of people throw that out there. Yeah. Ralph. yeah they get were, rid of those guys who raced. Get rid of them. <laughs> Carmichael, what's he done? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. But I, I didn't say nothing. I just told the guy, yeah, 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 that sounds good. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what else in 450s? JT, you and I have to eat some crow because we were making fun of Jimmy D. Not making fun of Jimmy D, but maybe discounting Jimmy D a little bit. And Jimmy D put, yeah. put Jimmy D put her in the main. I mean, I, I'm happy for him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. They definitely, definitely caught a break with their semi, but that's that's out of their control, and they would they did what they had to do. Yeah. But yep. man, were those guys in the second semi probably pissed off <laughs> watching the first one on the track? Well, you've been in that situation. Oh yeah, many times. <laughs> yep. And my dad was probably much more angry than me. He probably wanted to stab uh, someone. Uh, well, you know, you you no longer can figure out the order of the semis with the spicing it up of evens and odds. Yeah. You know, it was it was that was the first weekend we've seen it where it was just atrociously uneven. I don't know about atrociously, but I do. <laughs> um, Go look at the results. Dakota's made the main. Good job for him. Pike again. Makes it through the heat, like Weston Pike, dude, so good. And then, do we know what happened, JT? Did he crash in his bike break, or did his bike just break, or do do we know? I think his bike just broke. Ah, that's now two two out of four mains. Yeah. Do I need to step in there with my tools? Uh, we could always, yeah, that would help it get to three out of four. <laughs> <laughs> um. Vince Freeze pulling the whole shot again, JT. Another, like, just shining light. That was pretty solid. What was the whole shot? Yeah, it's tough. Those main events, especially because his gate pick's not going to be the best. You know, he was in that semi that, you know, was a little easier, so his gate pick was a little better. But, man, still really, really impressive. Weed, your reaction on the couch when you you saw that? Um, Yes, good for him, but... Otherwise, you're like, oh, don't, don't screw this up. Is that wrong for me to say that? Is that being biased? Oh, well, Villapoto's so. in the lead, and Freeze in second, and everybody that has a chance to challenge Villapoto is behind Freeze. Those are nervous moments. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're yelling at no him to get out of the way. Yeah, and plus, you're not, not voted most likely to get out of the way while you're at it. No. But he did a good job. He did. JT, I want to ask you a little bit about this, uh, and we got to get the two fifties next. But um, don't I feel like there's riders out there that okay, like you're getting lapped, and, and no offense, JT, but you got lapped a lot. Okay, you're, these guys are out there; they're getting lapped, 
and they're slowing so far down. Like, okay, for example, Nick Way, all right, he missed the main event, uh, first, first race of the year, and he has gone um, 13, 15, 15. And that guy races, like, he, he doesn't hold anybody up, and, but he races hard. He knows, what to, he knows how to get lapped, let's say, okay, if there's a way to get lapped. It does screw you up. It does mess with your concentration and all that. But I feel like Nick Way is putting two to three to four points on guys that are maybe just as quick of him, but these guys are stopping or slowing down when they're getting lapped. Like, there's almost an art to being lapped, isn't there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's all about the situation and where you are on the track. Do you know what I mean, though? Okay, so you don't... Yeah, no, I do. I do. I think a lot of it is situational, though. I think... Certain sections of the track are easier to get out of the way than others. Um, I don't know. I, you know, you have to look at the experience side of it. Nick's been in 100 main events or more or whatever. So I feel like you should never be, as a supercross racer in the main event, you should never be standing on your pegs just idling, looking around to make sure you're out oh, of the way. Oh, that happens all the time. I don't feel that should ever happen, though. Well, you should probably go tell some of these guys to train harder then. Are you saying it's not? It's being tired, or being? I thought it yes. was more being. Oh, lapped. absolutely! Okay. Oh, okay. absolutely! It's being tired. Okay. All right. Yes. I know Jeff Alessi was really bad a few years ago, and I was freaking yeah, out. Yeah, I it. mean, these guys are training, and and I understand their logic. They're training for used to be eight laps, and now it's six. They want to go as fast as they possibly can for that sprint. The main event is like a bonus for them. You know, they're not training to win main events. The twenty laps is. For these guys that are rarely making main events, I'm not talking about guys that make it every week, but the guys that are rarely making well, it, they're not concerned with the 20 laps. All that matters is that sprint race to make some money. You know, They'll do the best they can once they get to the main event, but their focus is on those six, six laps of you know, being on the pace. Like Nick Way is 20 points after three races. Kyle Partridge, who I would put Partridge close to Nick. Wouldn't we all put Partridge close to Nick in uh, speed? This year, yeah, this year Parcher's been good. Yeah, I yeah. would do that. Yeah, or even last year, too. Nick didn't race, but yeah. Parcher's was very good. Um, I, w- I mean, you have to be careful, though. We're, we're not comparing Nick Way and Kyle Partridge as riders. You're talking, you know, Nick Way's been on the podium before, and no, but here's Nick's my, 33 years old. No, and, but here's my point. Nick has 10 more points than Partridge in one last main. And, he, like, you know, he's already doubled Partridge's points, and, and I bet you in three races he'll have another point. I'm saying Nick races 20 laps. Hard, and he gets a 15th, a well-earned 15th at the end of the night. So your point is that you should be in shape. That's basically what you're getting at. Well, I was more going with not so Okay, you have opened my eyes up a little bit. I'm not a fitness expert. I'm going to just put that out there right now. Okay? Okay. Weej? Uh, okay. No. Okay. Really? <laughs> I'm not a fitness expert. So maybe you've opened my eyes up a little, JT. I was going more with... Once these guys start getting lapped, they just kind of are scared to 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 f up the leaders, and they stop and roll jumps. And meanwhile, Nick, no, Wait- it's, okay. it's a great excuse to to get out of the way. Okay, so you're saying it's a fitness thing? Oh yes. Okay, well, see, you've opened my eyes up a little bit. I mean, Same I'm talking thing that's been going on for years and years, just different guys. I'm talking lap ten or twelve only. You know, I'm not talking late. So yep, me too. Okay, all right. These guys don't train for that. Some of them do, you know, but that's not that's not what they're focusing on. I promise you. You know, there are guys like Albertson and Nick Way. Those guys are 
they're expecting to be in the main event every week. So that's what they are preparing for. But these guys that are on the cusp, Entignap, uh, Partridge is getting better about it. He, you know, he's been in a lot of main events. Um, but you know the guys that, that Schmidt, range of Schmidt's guys that are... a little are, bit like that? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, those guys, they are doing everything they possibly can to get faster and put themselves in a better spot to qualify. Nothing else matters. Because if you're working on fitness and you're strong for 20 laps, you go 10 weeks in a row without a main event, what the hell does 20 laps... You know, that doesn't do you any good. Yeah, but aren't you doing 20 laps during the week? No, that's what I'm saying. You only have so much energy to, to uh, basically put out, right? So are you going to focus your energy on 20-lap motos where, you're, yes, you're riding as hard as you can, but it's not that push-the-limit riding over your head somewhat stuff that builds speed. It's 20 laps trying to make no mistakes and put in consistent lap times. Where are, so those guys aren't doing that. They're going to go into these six-lap sprints and do, you know, maybe the same amount of laps, but they'll do a, uh, you know, eight six-lap sprints to get to the, you know, close to a 50-lap count, where Nick or these guys will do like a 10-lap warm-up and then 220s. So you're doing the same amount of laps, but the focus is different. You know, so when it comes time and they actually do pull off, they've done all this work and they get their speed up and they make the main event, they haven't really prepared for the 20-lap main event, so it's just kind of, let's just get through it. I'm going to do the best I can, but this isn't what I really prepared for. Well, Nick Way is benefiting from that. Yes, uh, being in shape is a good thing. Yes. Okay, all right. Um, anything else with 450s, or you want to move to 250s? Are you ready to move on? Uh, with these RCH uh, injuries, um, it was already happening as soon as the word got out that uh, Hill hurt his collarbone. Oh, but yeah. Pike on that bike, is this even – I mean, Pike's got a pretty big deal now that he's put together. Is this even realistic? Should, do, should we tell people that they just need to chill out and just stop beating the drum because it's not going to be able to happen? Because it sure, to me, with the effort he has, it wouldn't seem easy to just drop that. And uh, I, don't, alone. I, don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's something he would do, JT. I don't see it happening. No. He's got – you know, it's not like he's got – you know, two or three grand behind him. I mean, he's got a, a lot of sponsors paying pretty serious money to put this right. program together for him, so I don't think he can just bail on it. I mean, anything's possible, but I definitely, definitely don't see it happening. I do know that I'm not going to name any names, but I flew back here to Vegas with a guy who may or may not name, may or may not rhyme with Schmenny Schwatzen, and he had two riders text him already today. So, oh, it's a it's yeah. it's a pretty serious. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, people don't waste time. You know, when Burner got hurt at Unadilla in 2012, uh, there were people texting for us that day. Is the it. is the I know the body the car I know the I know the corpse is still warm, but yeah. forced. I need that bike. <laughs> oh, he was uh, he was not happy with these people. By the way. Uh yeah. Dan Bentley said he was getting when Racer X put the. Trey Kennard out with a broken arm. He was, yeah, he said it was ridiculous. Um, you know what I, my, my feeling on that stuff is? Don't call us, we'll call you. Oh, absolutely. Factories have yeah. plenty of guys on their list. If they want to call you, yeah. they're going to find you. Yeah, like, they're not going to go, Chris Blows, huh? Who are you? Huh, I didn't even think about him. Uh, hmm. I'm just throwing out Blows as a name or whatever. I'm, it could be anybody, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not pick on him. Yeah, hmm. No, I didn't. I know nothing about you. I, where have you been? You know, like yeah. <laughs> you really signed you before you the season. I, I do not know this name, Blows. I, I I'm unfamiliar with it. 
You know, like, yeah, exactly, JT. They will call you. They will find you if they, yeah. if they want you. Um, uh, I think what's unfortunate about the Pike situation is that uh, what I guess I'm kind of get at to clarify is people are going to blast RCH and say, why are, why are these guys so dumb? Just give the bike to Pike. But in this case, it's not even really an option even from Pike's side either. Like, he wouldn't right. even probably take it if they offered it because, like you said, I mean, you go over, if you folks get the chance to go over to his pit, Yes, he's a privateer, but clearly he's got a legit budget that you can't just dump and move no. over. So no. It just can't work for a variety of reasons. It's not just because RCH is stupid, but I'm sure we're going to hear that. Of the uh, of the stadiums we go to all year, JT, where would Oakland Coliseum rank to you? Um, I would say right around 17th. Okay, well, we go to one stadium three times, but yeah. So it's probably only yeah. 16th. Yeah. Okay. St- still 17th? Yes. Still? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God. I mean, look, I'm a Raider fan, but what a hole. Like, how do, how does that thing, like, how do the A's and the Raiders, how do they wake up in the morning, wake up in the morning, oh, in the morning, oh. I got lost trying to find the parking Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And it was legitimately, I wasn't scared because it was 9 in the morning and, you know, a lot of violent crime doesn't go on at 9 in the morning. But it was not a good situation, driving down the back streets of Oakland. Did you like my tweet about the stadium being overstocked with excellence? No? No. Because <laughs> it is overstock.com, O.com. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, can, we get I... a, can we get an Alessi update? What's happening? Jeff? Mike. No, Mike. Oh. What's going on? Not as good. He did, he did pull out that quad, though. I know he was sick last weekend. This weekend, he just... I mean, I guess he got 13th or whatever, you know? And that's, in this day and age, that's that's kind of what we just talked about, right? Like, Yeah, I don't think that tracks a Michael Lessie track, per mm-hmm. se. I just don't feel like that track suits right. him very well. Um, a lot of wheel tapping and uh, what about the key? really technical track. What about the keys, though? Does Burner still have them? He does have them. Uh, we'll see, um, you know, if the lease gets renewed or how that's going, if, you know. Heard a few different things going on over there, so we'll see. Oh, 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 trouble in paradise? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm not, th- definitely not breaking news, but. Okay, wait a minute. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the tables on here. Weege, what was he saying about my Team Honda info? He, he, wasn't, he, wanted, he wasn't happy with it? He wanted more? Uh, yeah, but I feel like uh, on accident here, JT's actually done exactly that. I don't want team manager speak, JT. I want information, real information. I don't really have. I, I don't have real information. In that than you had for Bentley. Screw you, bro. <laughs> I don't think he intended it that way. He just can't help himself. The information just oozes. How do you have the keys? Um, Mike said on press day in our video show that he has done a bad job of all the stuff they worked on actually executing it in the race. You know, like mm-hmm, yeah. you know, all back into battle habits when you're in a battle and tired and all that stuff. So yeah. Maybe that's maybe that buys the burner uh, lease a few more weeks. It's not his fault. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to two fifties. Um, wow, Anderson, what five laps led and three three wins, JT? Oh my God, this guy, this kid. Yeah, like, they're seriously. Uh, he's some, somebody was saying he's led the least amount of laps for any points leader this far in, I mean, in, I, in I would history. Think, I would think. I mean, I don't think there's any way to prove that. Makes sense, right? 
We had oh, totally makes sense. Absolutely yeah. makes sense. We there's no AMA real stats. Um, Doris over down at the AMA, you know, we could <laughs> we, could, we could ask her, but go uh, through the archives. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they kept track of laps led. I really don't. They have a they have an, a uh, data matrix set up. Yeah, but um, when when you're just yeah, it's Jason Anderson's world right now, man. Seems like it's fate right now. Jersey yeah. and tucked and everything. Um, he did. He thanked Sagey on the podium. Did you see it? No. Oh, he thanked Sagey on the podium. Oh man, I love nothing better than some trainer controversy. It is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, did you tell Sagey what about what Wardy said? About, no, I did. I oh. didn't. I was. I wanted to, but I don't. Man, I don't want. I don't want to get involved in it. You know. Oh, you seem like, very happy to get involved with it when you were laughing about it to me. Well, yeah, and I just don't want to get personally involved. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel right about bringing it up to Seiji. You know, it's not. It's not my business. Yeah, but it makes. For I good. want to. I want to stand on the sidelines and laugh and mock and right, right. Enjoy. We have two trainers fighting for Jason Anderson. Jeff Ward is the riding coach. Seiji, who I don't understand. I don't know his last name, but Seiji. Ishii. Seiji Ishii? Yep. Is the trainer. But, I'd, yeah, you know. I mean, look, when this is a sport where our chiropractors name themselves after, you know, superheroes and stuff like that. So you can get an idea of the, the you know. The, superheroes. Yeah, like Dr. Feelgood. I don't know about that one. Dr. Feelgood, that's not a superhero name? No, it's a song name. To a metal fan like you, it is. <laughs> Doctor, doc, <laughs> you know Doc G. He doesn't want anybody to know his identity, so it's just Doc G, like a superhero. I don't think so. Okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, we're posting uh, Anderson interview probably as we speak right now, and he, I mean, it is like he's vomiting into Aaron Hansel's microphone everything he can about how awesome Sage is. Ah. Like, the second, <laughs> how was the race? It was good. I really got to hand it to my trainer, Coach Sage, like. Anderson could not have hit it hard enough. Okay, but also, after the race, our Aaron Hansel catches up to Jeff Ward. Can I give you a quote from Ward? Yes, please. <laughs> Can I give you a quote? Um, Jason has been around her for a while, and he has always been fast. He called me in October and didn't have a trainer, so he hooked up. We got him <laughs> in the gym and got him some more strength, which is very important. It gives you confidence when you ride. <laughs> and when you make mistakes, you have the strength to recover. This is a quote from Ward. What the hell, oh, man? Good. This is good. <laughs> I know no one can see me, but if you could picture me, I'm rubbing my hands together. <laughs> he didn't have a trainer. No. According to Henderson, I've been with Seiji all the way from last year. Actually, this goes back even further because Seiji was Anderson's trainer way back in the day. Then remember Anderson's rookie year, he like wasn't in shape, so he picked up Lawrence so he would actually get in shape. But then at one point, Randy Lawrence was gone and Seiji was back. Like, I cannot ever, I don't even get it at all. It's awesome, though. Yeah. It is awesome. Very confused. I'm sure no one can answer it accurately. Everyone's probably got a different story. I don't know if I – I don't really want to put this on the podcast, but, guys, I've been training Anderson, too. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that Sagey's mom has a Ferrari that has a license plate that says Sagey's mom? Uh, Sagey, tall, lean, you know, surfer. Squat 300 pounds. Warty, short, squat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been training. A piano. I've been training Anderson too, you guys. So I just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> um, oh, this is good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly, Seiji or his quote unquote people cornered Anderson, made him remember who exactly was his trainer. 
<laughs> yes, men, men in, uh, men in um, trench coats. Yeah, trench coats and uh, uh, bags over their heads. Mm-hmm. Held them at gunpoint <laughs> and said, "Who's your sage? Who's your trainer, son? <laughs> Make sure you don't forget it." Right. Grabbed his untucked jersey and pulled him into an alley. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. So. Well. Anyways, look. Uh, what do you think happened to Dino, JT? Uh, I don't know. I think I think the the track helped him. Uh, that track definitely suited him. Um, oh, it's, I, I, you're I, talking about his bike? Yeah, I didn't mean in a good way. <laughs> oh well, I mean that, that there was definitely something that happened to no, him in a good way too. No, it was a different it, guy. Yeah, it's it, it, it if uh, yeah they can build on this, no doubt. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened to his bike. I mean, you know we we saw them. They did a, a frame swap right before the racing started. Um, that completely tore the bike down before the night show. And then they did a motor swap, I think, after the heat. So who knows? You know, I, that with those fire drills like that, there's so many things that could go wrong because they're in a hurry. Yeah. You know, I've heard a bunch of different theories from a bunch of different people in the last 24 hours, and I really don't know. All of them, I could, you know, they, they were all logical, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know that we'll ever know because stuff like that typically doesn't come out. But. Well, look, there, there's there's a slow mo of, of flames coming out of his exhaust, so that's that's gas that hasn't been burnt. So too much fuel. So that's one thing for sure. Now, did Dean, you know, kill it himself? Did the thing cut out and you know just all of a sudden just bog itself out by throwing fuel in through the injector? You know, there's one thing for sure. There was a lot of un, unburnt fuel. So something yeah, well, that, Dean definitely didn't do it. There's no way you can do that. Yeah, that, no, that no, no, thing, no, no. I'm just you saying. can give it as much gas as you want, and it's you know it's going to respond. It's not you know. Yeah, well, I mean, if you stall it, you break you break pedal or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't think it was Dean. Well, where I don't he, think it was Dean. Where he but. stalled it, he was under full gas. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no way. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I talked to him after the race, and he didn't really know. He just was like, "Eh, you know, what am I going to do? I rode." Finally, rode good, and that's all I care about. Yeah, you know, that obviously wanted to. I wanted to win, and I lost a bunch of money, but whatever, you know. Yeah, Weege, that's definitely uh, that's the Dean Wilson we know and love right there. Yeah, you know, if the first couple races went well. It'd probably be more heartbreaking because you know those points. That's basically a six-point swing when you go from beating the point, uh, the points later by three to losing three to him. And what is it? I think he's down twenty. I think Dean is. <clears throat> so, you know, that's the difference between being down 20 and being down 14. Like, that would hurt if he was really in the title hunt, but it would have gone so badly, yeah, tw- and I don't think he even cares. 21 down. 21, right. So it would have been 15. But I don't think – if that happened to Cole Seeley, he'd probably be pissed because this title could come down to three points or six points, whatever. But I think if you're Dean, you don't even care right now. At least you found yourself, and you're like, well, he's the points leader, and I had him beat, which has got to feel a lot better than the first couple weeks. So yeah. it's kind of weird. He feels better because the first couple weeks went badly, I would think. Yeah, man, though. Geez, like, just – can you just believe this Anderson, though? Like, that's it. That's what's happening to him, you know? Ah, it's just unbelievable. Good for Jason Anderson. Pulled into the points lead. Uh, you know, he got docked last week, so lost points. Now he's up by six. Seeley, uh, Seeley JT, kind of an ordinary night. Not great. Not, I mean, not terrible. Whatever, fourth. It's a little strange. Um he was off all day, all day and all night. Wasn't the Cole Sealy we've seen. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe it was the first race he's had the red plate. I don't know if that had anything to do with it mentally. Who knows? Just didn't look good. He didn't look good at any time that I watched him all day and all night. Yeah. Uh, Justin Hill. Not, not the, yeah. 
Uh, you say Justin Hill? Well, I was letting you finish your Cole Sealy sentence. No, yeah, I was just saying it, it was just a, a noticeable difference between the Cole Sealy we've seen previously. So I have no idea other than that. Justin Hill, Weege, was good. He was really good. He led, led laps for a while. I'm impressed he hung out, man. Uh, you know, he had that last to fifth charge last week, mm-hmm. and he told me after that race that it was just, since he was so far down, he was like, I might as well just go for it, and if I get tired, I get tired. I'm just going to ride over the edge and see what happens. And I think that inspired him to think, well, shoot, I might, I might be able to pull this off for 15 laps. And he did. I mean, dude, Anderson might have won, and Dean might have led most of the laps, but I don't think either one tried harder than Hill. I mean, dude, he was on tough blocks. Yeah. He didn't err. He was like, I'm going to give everything I have, and wherever I finish, I finish. Well, and it only ended up being third, but it's, I didn't see any of that at all from him at any point last year, did you? No, no. I, I, at one point, though, I got scared because he was kind of getting banged around a little bit by Anderson, and, and him and Dean came together, and his head was a bit of on a swivel. Like he was going to try to tune Anderson up, and I'm like, don't do that. He's faster than you. Like, take your podium, you know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. get into a ramathon and look bad or knock yourself down. Or, and, and thankfully he didn't, but at one point I'm like, oh, no, because he was sort of looking around and sizing up Anderson, and luckily he didn't do it. But uh, great ride for, for Justin Hill. Um, did either one of you see Cooper's video uh, of his crash? Uh, Cooper Webb? Yeah, I watched the Phoenix race, and it was the exact same. <laughs> no, no, I meant in practice. No, practice, I meant practice. Oh, no, the mega crap, no. Oh. Where was that? It was at the end uh, after the second triple when you're like three, go three into the corner. I hate to give you credit, but you did call it on Twitter like it was oh, unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, I called it and like literally two minutes later. Did JT, did you see the video? Uh, no, I'm actually pulling it up right now. The, but it, I watched it live in person. Yeah, so. and then now he took, Cooper Webb took the truck driver video and, and put it on his Instagram. Okay. Oh, oh. Is that even loud? Oh, it's bad. Yeah, he like JT, you said, he tried to go five in, tried to jump them all, yep. clipped it, and just went for a well, end over end and got Oh, up. I just watched it. <laughs> yep. I still it looked, think. It looked just like I, it did when I watched it the first time, but a different <laughs> angle. I think Pike's crash was still gnarlier, but that's maybe second best. Um, that wasn't good. No. I mean, he could have hit the stadium wall. Oh, his bike, well, his bike did. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, I did. I I called it because we. You could see the guys. They they were going like three, two, you know, and everything was good. Then some guys started going four one, and they were like hitting it faster, and they were their back ends were bouncing up, and you're like, oh man, they got to hit the brake, you know. And uh, yeah, I hate to be right in that situation, but um, that was pretty amazing. And then the pass in the main event, yes, a lot like the Phoenix pass, yes. Mookie didn't take it quite as well as uh, he did Macaron. not. He did not take it. No, and I wonder if the AMA said anything to him. You know, I hope not because it's one of those things I've always got met like any or sporting organization. They have like a you know they have a hard and fast rule like you can't touch a guy, can't put your hands on him. Like if I were Mookie, I would have been effing pissed. Yeah, and I can't. I don't think it, you should have a rule where it's like we don't care. A guy could totally clean you out. You have a good race going, but you better be cool. He can start it, but do not do anything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know what they're saying. Like, it's one thing contacting a motorcycle. It's another one to do it the other way. You know, he just shoved them back to the ground, so to speak, when he was trying to get up. And I know they're saying it's a big difference seeing crashing on bikes and actual hand-to-hand combat, but 
God. Yeah. I hope they don't do anything. If I were Mookie, I'd be like, what are you doing? Right, yeah. No, I, I don't think they – I didn't hear anything afterwards or anything. But, um, yeah, I think he had a right to be pissed for sure. What about, I would like to see what Mookie could do, though, if he decided to really break someone in half. I think he could break them in half, yeah. Yeah. I'd uh, like to see him unleashed. Right, right. Beast mode. Um, Zach Osborne. Bought me a Starbucks. I called him for the win. Um, yeah, JT, just just kind of there. He can't be happy right now. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a wasn't a great main event for him. Um, Some people, he just didn't really stand out all day either. No, he didn't. Some people, you know, like picked him for a possible title. Hey, yeah, he hasn't been, would he's be been challenging. Yeah, some people went Marsha challenging and Osborne possible title. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think he's been all right. He just, he wasn't, you yeah. know, that was him, him and Cole Sealy, that was their worst race by far. Yeah, yeah, probably, so. right? Um, hey, you got to feel for uh, uh, Colt Neck because the Motor Concepts ride hasn't even been really close to a main. That sucks. This, was, I, this thing had the potential to be a really cool story. But. I guess maybe JT, like, you think he's putting some pressure on himself? Like, maybe. you know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, God, I got to do this. I got I got, I got, I got a mechanic. I got a team. So, <laughs> you know? Could be. Uh, Michael Lieb real good. Good job for Michael Lieb. Sixth place. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, lots, lots of off. No, a solid ride. Yeah. I mean, it, it. the result looks good, but honestly – you know, and you were there in person, so was I, and he did, it didn't really grab your attention. You know, there, it was just he was yeah. out there yeah. and kind of riding by himself. So that's kind of why, you know, I don't have anything really ecstatic to say about it. The result is great, but mm-hmm. there was so much racing going on at the front and so many, you know, all the Wilson stuff that it kind of got overshadowed a bit. Yeah, I feel like the same way. I think you're right. Um, Lee is kind of in this, like, weird void where he's not – like, a lot of the 250 classes often just, like, complete have and have-nots, and he's, like, somewhere in the middle. Like, he's a, he's a good rider. Like, I don't think anyone expects him to – he's probably not going to podium or win. But he's also not a guy where, like, making the main event's going to be a problem. It's just a weird like – the 450 class is all stacked. Everybody's good. He's somewhere – but the 250s are usually, like – you get to those LCQs, and you're like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. He's not one of those guys, but he's not, you know, Anderson or Wilson either. He's, like – in a league of his own. Oh, you calling him a girl? Is that what you're calling him? Yeah. Well, I mean, league of his own normally be a compliment, but I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I, that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Troy Lee has four bikes in the top ten. Good job for those guys. Yeah, Macarath's been better than I probably would have thought. Yeah. Is this what, yeah. So, talking about the East Coast now, Bichelia, kind of in the same boat as McElrath. God, their first few nationals, they shadowed each other. So is this a Bichelia placing on the East, Weech? I don't know. The East is actually rebuilding itself talent-wise now that Bogle's going to be back. Um, so I don't know. It went from a couple weeks ago with East was looking very shaky. Uh, we'll see what happens with Baggett. It's going to be hard to say. You might end up in a similar group of guys um, that we have in the mm-hmm. West. Uh, Valentin Tellier's bandwagon is filling up. We, j- we just had our best finish of the season. Do you, and what was that? Would you guys, 14th, would you okay. guys like me to save you some room? Either one of you. 
I'm going to hold out. Book, yeah, we'll be all right. I'm going to be okay. Book now. Book now, and you can get your seat because it's going to fill up. We just had our best finish of the season. We are 17th in the points. Something special about them. I'm telling you. I saw them ride a ton. <laughs> um, Out of everything he knows. Okay, what else? What else we got? Um, JT, anything funny happened this weekend? You know, like J-Bone uh, face, FaceTiming Ouija and I by accident? Um, trying to think. So I saw I was walking from the pits to the press box for the night show. It was about 6.20, 6.30. No, nah, probably 6.30. Oh, thanks for I that. I saw yeah. three, three separate incidents of people literally trying to fight each other, like going, throwing punches over people trying to fight. Three different incidents. Wow, really? Yeah, yes. Welcome to Oakland. Yeah, I feel like you've been hammering on Oakland a little much, bro. A little much. Uh, I think it's pretty deserved. That, that actually happened. I mean, that was fact. I don't know how. Yeah, fights happen know. at every Supercross, though. Come on. Okay, well, I saw three in a, you know, 100-yard walk. <laughs> All right, okay. Um... You got any good Matt Gerke quotes this weekend? Uh, I haven't really been talking to him too much. He's been nursing his, his finger so much yep, that it's, yep. every time he comes in off the track, it's everything they can do from in icing it and yeah. therapy and stuff that he's pretty much hidden away upstairs. So do I haven't you, really seen him a lot. Do you think he try, packs it in here, or is this okay what he's doing? Packs what do you it, mean? Well, packs it in to get surgery or get, get – No, know. he already had surgery. Okay. So yeah, he he had surgery right after the race, you know, before in between races. So he's just trying to manage the pain while the recovery. Yeah, it's getting recovery. better. Okay. Right. Yeah, the biggest the biggest problem he's facing is he's not able to practice. Right. And he's getting slower. So supposedly this week um, is going to be the first week he's going to practice again. And he was complaining about that actually after the race. He's like, man, I just feel so slow. I, I'm so rusty, and I don't feel like myself because I'm riding one day a week, mm-hmm. and it's been going on a month now. So. Yeah, he's not the same guy he was last year, but again, yeah, injured. So there we well, go. Well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he just, yeah. just feels like he's you know um, kind of going through the motions out there. Uh, what about Grant? Still probably shoulder issues, weed. You figure? Yeah, but how about the teammates having a battle? Yeah, in the semi. Yeah, and I was really wondering how that was going to go, because um, <laughs> as it is on most of these, as it is when you get a team where guys are fairly equally matched, you guys know this. You know, if there's a team where there's a clear alpha dog, I don't think you're going to see, like, Weimer and Villapoto get a start together, or if uh, Matt Moss in 2010 got a start with uh, Dunge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Moss hurt, separated his shoulder, I guess, and didn't race, right? Yeah. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, but in this case, um, I think you put the lie detector on either one of these guys, and they'd say, I'm better than him. So you I was Grant- really interested to see how it was going to go. Grant probably struggling with some injuries, but he did battle them. He did give it two or three laps of hell to be like, no, um, I think I can beat him. It's very interesting to see it. And then the bottom fell out. Do you but, think Grant thinks he's better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still? Now? Yeah? Right now? Oh, yeah. But you know what? That's not just Grant now. I mean, that's Grant for with anyone all the time, right? Yeah, maybe. That's just Grant's M.O., yeah. uh, which is a good and a bad thing. It's probably helped him as much as it's hurt him. But... Oh, yeah, but there's no way that Grant seeing – I bet you Grant seeing Brayton do this well is just making him mad or saying, well, if he can do that, I should be – if he got second at Phoenix, I probably would have won it. I, I should be 4-0. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I mean, that's just the way he works. And yeah. I said, we, we talk all the time about these weird mind games that riders play to pump themselves up. Here's a guy who doesn't have to do any of that, and then we're tempted to make fun of him for it. So maybe it's not so much of a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I probably got a good point. Did yeah, you okay, either way, though, right? Because you can probably get to the point where you you can get – I think a lot of guys train hard because they're trying to overcome lack of confidence. You don't want to be so confident where you don't feel like you should be putting in the work either. So it can work both I ways. I feel like confidence is used a lot in our sport, good and bad, and we talk about it and we wonder about it and we don't really yeah. know about it. It's weird. And, and we just – all we know is McGrath was confident all those years. We do know that. <laughs> we, we do know that. But other than that, I don't know. With the TV stuff I do, and they, you know, people from kind of outside the sport come in, and they, they do hear that term all the time, and it really, they really don't get it. And then the inevitable conclusion they all come to is, why is it that motocross riders are the most mentally weak human beings on earth? Why is this an issue? <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, what do you think? That's a co- you think that's some coincidence that they lined up the hundred most mentally weak athletes on earth and then put motorcycles underneath them? <laughs> right, right, right. Clearly, the sport. The, the the gnarliness of the sport, the danger of the sport, the nervousness of the sport, and all this stuff is what makes you that way. Yeah. What do, what do you think came first here? Yeah, right, exactly. No, good point. Uh, JT, you have a question? Yeah, my question is, at JGR, okay, you have a suspension guy, an engine guy, uh, you know, I don't know all of the differences. There's a guy that probably does a more fuel injection stuff, which is probably Dean Baker, uh, but on and on and on, all these technicians, basically. Who do they think is the top guy? Uh, in my experience, it changes through the changes with the seasons, changes with the weather, <laughs> with the wind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whoever's yeah, asking, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, because you can, with not even the two guys they have now, but other guys they've had through the years. Like some guys will have their run of a couple weeks, and then the other guy's clearly the best guy. I mean, the results actually almost bear that out at times. I don't know if I've ever seen a team in the pits make as many jokes about their own riders as JGR over the years. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah. I mean, Especially at the circle bar. The, the, the Honda guys, circle bar, I mean, there's photos at the circle bar that should not be seen. <laughs> um, this, the Honda guys, they bleed red. They look, Like Shane, Shane Drew and Dan Bentley, you are not going to get them to say anything. You know, um, they, the Cowie guys up around, and, you know, they're all confident. And I mean, I've been around a lot of teams. And, yeah, the JGR guys, we just ride. <laughs> they have such a love-hate thing every weekend of every year over the results. Well, we said it's honesty to a fault. Yeah. The team, it's like the team's general core is honesty to a fault. The other <laughs> teams will lie, cheat, steal. Yeah. They will deny. Um, but – they just pretty much tell you what they're thinking, which is cool from our perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not scared at all. Yeah. No. no. Uh, all right. Are we good? Uh, on that note, by the way, last yep. week I <clears throat> dropped my Braden and Barsha theory where there's a power transfer. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix, yeah. Uh, I believe it is still going. I, I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah. Um, I think, where did Brayton get? Brayton got fifth? I actually saw Brayton dancing on a giant piano. In the pits this week. Oh, like the movie big. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't know what was going on. Then I understood. Ah. Zoltar. Barsha is in Brayton's body right now. Ah, it's all making sense. <laughs> um, and Brayton also, got fifth, right? Hey, and also, too, 
see Barsha getting fifth. When did yep. when did Barsha show up with that haircut? No, it was in Phoenix. He had it, but we have oh. to remember the first ten laps in Phoenix. He rode well with that hair. No, I was thinking he got the haircut at a two, and then yeah, like so the the collision no. of the collision of powers, and then Barsha feels the need to just shave hair off. You know, look like he's from insane. He had the whack hair. I saw him at track walk at Phoenix, and I was like, "What is going on?" And yeah. Then, okay. All right. So we well, you know it's from you know the what's awkward they is collided. It's changed for Barsha completely. Yeah. You know what's awkward is when when you go with you know Will Hahn and Barsha both went to the Warriors game together. They do press day together. They're all hanging out. Everything's cool, and then you just the guy just comes in and cleans you out. He's like, "Hey, what the hell? What about that Warriors game? We had jerseys with our names on it." Yeah. What the? Come on, bro. Like, yeah. Well, I don't think that was a clean up, though, JT. I need to nah, watch it. No, it wasn't. Again. But right. if you do this for me, when you watch the race on video, press pause when you see Barsha turning left <laughs> in the whoops. <laughs> okay. And I know it. It didn't turn out as ugly as it could have been. But just just pause it when you see the angle of his bike turning left. Well, there's an interview on Pulp MX right now. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of that site? What is Pulp MX? It's an interview with uh, Will Hahn. And uh, yeah, he he's asked about it, and uh, from our own Swiss Corps. And we'll is it on the internet? Yes, it's on the internet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you should check it out. I'll look into it. P u l p m x dot com. World Wide Web is what we're referring to. Yeah. Type in www first. Gotcha. Which, by the way, my mom still says. www. Yes, my mom still says. Does that. she know that it stands for World Wide Web? I don't know about that, but she still says, "Yeah, you go to www, Stephen." <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, I got it, Mom. Yeah, I got that part, <laughs> you know. So, My mom does everything in Google. Like, <laughs> like if she wants to go to the Racerx website, she will go to Google, type in www.racerxonline.com, search for it. <laughs> Did she click, I'm feeling lucky? <laughs> I've never done it. What does it even do? What is that? Oh, it takes you to, the, to exactly the site. So you can put in racerxonline.com, click, I'm feeling lucky, and it takes you straight there. Wow. Oh, like it'll give you the first click, the first hit. So, oh, yes. So your mom will have an open space bar, but go Google.com? She could, yes. She will go to Google.com. <laughs> she did, she, I can't quite get into her. I'm like, you don't need to look it up. It's not like Google is the portal of the internet. Like you can't get anywhere without their permission. <laughs> that is why Google is how they are, right? A bajillion dollars That's why company. they're so powerful. Right, right. You can't look at a website without first going through that. you got to go to Google. That's, that's brilliant. Lugal. Right there, Lugal. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, my mom's still saying www, still to this day. So we should all get together and see what our moms are doing for, for technology wise. Um, all right. BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, BTOsports.com, use the term, use the code PulpMX to save money and uh, foxracing.com. JT, what more can you say about Fox Racing? Uh, Roxon, Dungey, they all wear Fox. And, uh, I mean, Chad Reed. Oh, by the way, Chad Reed, now wearing Oakley goggles. Stamp that. Contract in hand. And to that, I say golf claps to Chad Reed. Well played. Well played. Probably got a lot of money. And uh, that's exactly what he wanted to do, huh, JT? Uh, yeah, I don't, know the, I don't know the financial situation. I know he's happy with the product. That was, that was the big part of the determining factor has john I, I literally have no idea what the financial side is has john Knowles talked any shit yet on the deal um i'm sure to himself yes yeah, yeah. several times right 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 um 
our own Scott USA's John Knowles. Probably not very happy. I wonder if he's still a big Reedy fan, though. You know, he did say oh, for he loves Chad Reed, but now he's in Oakley, bro. Yeah, it's kind of like that, uh, like in the last Star Wars where Natalie Portman, she knows that that uh, Anakin's gone bad, but she still loves him. She still loves. Something she goes. Like she goes down to save him and stuff and all that. Yeah. Um. Stuff. Remember that Weech? Oh, big fan. Yeah. Got the poster. <laughs> Very realistic scene. <laughs> Action figures. <laughs> the stupidest theory ever, Weech. You're so dumb about that. You're a smart guy, but this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's why I'm a smart guy. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not learning anything from this. There's nothing I can use. It's, it's like watching hockey. Hours that can't. Yeah. So, okay, so Clint Eastwood in 1981 made those movies with the orangutan. Do you remember those? Every Which Way But Loose? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a realistic movie for you? Planet of the Apes? No. <laughs> is, is that... I haven't watched that one either, but uh, probably for the same reason. But I, I could see, you know... Being stuck in a situation with an orangutan is probably more realistic than anything in Star Wars. So you could see a human being, a human being developing a relationship with an orangutan, where he drives him around the country and gets in bar fights, and the orangutan rescues him. Let's just say I go to the zoo and an orangutan gets loose. There might be something that I got from that movie that I could utilize to prevent him from killing me at that moment. (laughs) Uh, But a lightsaber. No, not a, I'm, no one's bringing a lightsaber to me. I guarantee you I will never be attacked by a lightsaber. JT, are you with me on this? I think we just crazy. Yeah. You can use the force in every situation. Look at we have. <laughs> ever, yeah, I mean, look. Except at, in real life, except, except for those situations, yes. What happens if you are out in the Arctic and you are going to freeze to death? You would not know to cut a huge, monst- monstrous, be- you know, evil beast open. And get inside it to stay warm. If you watch Star Wars, you would. Yep. You can cut open a a polar bear, a walrus, anything like that. JT, you could probably fit in a small seal. Uh, Yeah, like one of the, yeah, exactly. uh, Much anything. I would need a small dog. I would need a bigger animal, but um, (laughs) we could cut it open. We could live in there, Weege, and you'd freeze to death. (laughs) But I'd have an orangutan to, you know, help guide me through and keep me company. Oh, man. Okay. All right. We've done enough. Um, it's really hurting you. You're not even going to sleep tonight. You're, like, really angry. It's the stupidest theory ever. You're, you're, you're hurting yourself and your child, by the way. You have a child in this world. Your child will not see these movies that we were raised on because you don't believe that they could ever happen. That's ridiculous. Dude, dude I try. It's, it's much like hockey. It's much like hockey. I gave it every opportunity I could. I so when they re-released them in theaters, I tried it that way. You know the whatever some of the old ones, and then some of these new ones. And every time I'm like, whatever, dude. It's cowboys in space. I don't like cowboys, and I don't like space, and I definitely don't like cowboys in space together. It's not chocolate and peanut butter. What about Jaws? Where do you stand on Jaws? I mean, I've been to Sea World, and you know that that's which one of those Jaws was loosely based on that. Sea Jaws three. Yeah, I mean, that starts getting gnarly. I mean, you're like, okay, okay I've so, seen it happen. So Jaws, <laughs> Jaws is on the list. What about Boogie Nights? Oh, I mean, I did the webcast with Holly for eight years, bro. <laughs> good, good point. Good point. You lived it. You lived Boogie Nights. I lived Boogie Nights. <laughs> you literally did live Boogie Nights one time. You, the, the transcript I, is basically I, just a memoir. It's, it's, <laughs> 
Uh. <laughs> I got the, I got the webcast gig. Uh, Alan, our sound producer, Mathis, who you know well, said he's like, just give me some advice. You can hang out with Jim, but always drive yourself. You don't want to get stuck where he's your only transportation and you have to go where he's going to go. <laughs> always leave yourself out. Don't get in a car with Holly where you don't know where you're going. Yeah, because you might be in San Diego, and next thing you know, you're in Tijuana. ETOsports.com, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, JT. Thanks, Weege. Uh, Oakland wrap-up. Uh, Weege, you will be back for uh, Anaheim 3? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, California the whole time. Two oh, weeks you, out there. Oh, you are? Yeah, heading out, heading out on Wednesday. Yep. Oh, wow. And JT, your uh, BTOsports.com VIP program, going well and strong at A3? We'll be in full effect. I'm staying in California this week, so I'll be all. I'm I'm doing a little background prep. I like that. Not That's really, good. but it sounds good. Yeah, it does. It does sound good. All right, we bone up on some Star Wars, um, and uh, get back to us with a full report next week. Just lost my appetite. See you guys. See ya. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. 
stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. Yesterday.